Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm a little saddened that today is the last day of the week of this particular week of broadcasts, but that just means another week's coming on Monday. So I'm thankful for the fact that you've decided to end the week here on Bible Tract Echoes with me. I'm going to encourage you to grab your Bibles and go to the book of Mark. Mark chapter number one. While you do that, let me tell you about a gospel tract. I've got one right here, written by a friend of mine. This gospel tract is called, Does Anyone Care? Does Anyone Care? You know, that is a perfectly legitimate question in today's world. It really seems like people just don't care for each other like they used to, do they? Of course, there are still humanitarian works going on. There are orphanages and things like that. But then you hear these horrible news stories of people just being so unkind, treating each other so evilly. And you you wonder, does anyone really care about me? Even people being mistreated by family. and, And does anyone care about me? Friend, can I tell you there is one that I can guarantee cares for you. He cares for you with a more perfect love than any human being could ever bring to bear. Of course, I'm talking about Jesus Christ. And this gospel tract right here tells you all about this man, Jesus, this God that loves you, proves to you that he loves you, proves to you that he cares, this gospel tract does. Let me encourage you to go to BibleTractsInc.org. You can order some of that gospel tract. Christian friend, if you know some people, here's what I'd like to do. When I can tell, I pull up to a fast food joint or something like that. I don't get fast food all often, but when I'm driving in evangelism, all those things, sometimes I'll stop and I can tell. Maybe the uh, the cashier, the person on the intercom, they're not as chipper as they could be, maybe even should be. Of course, they're working retail customer service and they're representing a business, but people are people and people have bad days. Sometimes people have bad weeks, months, years, and some would even say they have a bad life. Sometimes I'll pull up and I can tell there's just something eating away at the person. Maybe, maybe even they're a little rude. It doesn't dissuade me. I'll ask them, how you doing? Good to see you. Or good morning. Or whatever it may be. And then they normally try to brush me off. That's kind of a, a trite question, isn't it? Cliche. How are you doing? But then if they give me the opportunity, that window, the little slidey window, if it stays open just long enough, I'll say something like this. No, 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 no. Hold on. How are you really doing? And I'll slow down the cadence of my words. And I'll look at them directly. Not in a creepy way. Not in a weird way. But in a way that actually brings to bear some evidence that I I actually care. I'm asking because I want to know. I'm not just making small talk. How are you really doing? And you would be astounded. I saw this so many times during uh, different you know, pandemic situations. People just being unsure, overwhelmed, lost. People say, and people tell me, just because I asked the question twice, how are you doing? No, no, no. How are you really doing? People tell me, my grandma's in the hospital. I can't go visit her because of this protocol, et cetera, et cetera. And it's really bothering me. Had another person tell me, well, I'm... I'm short on my rent this month and I'm, they cut my hours here and that's why, and I can't get more hours. I'm trying to figure out what to do. And, and they weren't telling me cause they were looking for a handout or looking for a big tip. They were just looking to tell someone that actually cared. 
And then I would take this gospel. I'd talk to them. Sometimes, sometimes even pray with them if the time is there. I don't want to hold up everybody behind me in line. I realize they still have a place of business to run. I get that. But I'll say, you know what? I just want to leave you with this, this gospel tract, the one called, Does Anyone Care? And I'll slide across. I said, would you mind? Would you mind? Thank you for your time. Thanks for the food. Would you mind reading that when you have a second? I, I would hazard a guess that when you actually take time with people, when you actually care about people, when you actually invest in them, I, I'd hazard a guess that they're going to read that track with a little more intensity, with a little bit more purpose than they would normally. Today, we're going to look at Mark chapter number one. I, I'm going to encourage you, and I'm not going to do a reading from it again, but I'm going to encourage you to get this book on prayer by E.M. Bounds. Great book. I've been tucking back into it, reading it again. Uh, really, I can only read about a chapter, if that, before I'm just smitten with the thought that I've got to pray more. I've got to pray more efficiently, more effectively. Let me encourage you to get that book. We're in the book of Mark, chapter number one. Let's see. We're going to start in verse number nine and go down through verse number 15 today. We're actually making good progress. We're knocking out two verses at a time the past couple of days. We'll see how long that goes. Mark, chapter number one, verse number nine. And it came to pass in those days that Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized of John in Jordan. And straightway, coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens opened and the spirit like a dove descending upon him. And there came a voice from heaven saying, Thou art my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And immediately the spirit driveth him into the wilderness. And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted of Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered unto him. And so, verse number 9, we saw the pivot verse, kind of away from John the Baptist, back uh, to Jesus. Then, in verse number 10 and 11, we saw the Trinity. We saw not just a transition, but we saw the Trinity there. We saw the, the presence of Almighty God. Verse number, let's see, uh, 11 and 12, or let's see, uh, 12 and 13, we asked and answered the question, how to handle temptation like Jesus? But today, we're going to look at verse number 15, 14 and 15. Look at those with me. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is kind of a continuation of the, the transition period here, the, the pivot from John the Baptist to Jesus. Verse number 15, and saying, this is what Jesus was saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. It's time. It was time. That's what Jesus was saying. Friend, you got to listen. You got to pay attention. You, I tell you today, you don't know what may be on the morrow. You could slip off into eternity anytime. Today is the day of salvation. It's time. By way of illustration, I enjoy sports. I enjoy a multitude of different sports. I don't think I've met a sport that I'm not a fan of. <laughs> my father-in-law was joking about you know retirement. He said, I, I don't see myself playing a shuffleboard because I'll get too irritated and I'll break too many of the shuffleboard sticks. I, I can get a little competitive, uh, probably not to his degree, but I can get competitive. Normally, I, I've, I've learned to tone it down a little bit, but I enjoy sports. And I enjoy watching sometimes and participating in what we'd call combat sports, maybe like mixed martial arts and things like that. It's not something that I'm necessarily good at, but for the ability to be in shape, uh, the ability to defend yourself and your family, I think it's a good thing. And I think of 
two men, brothers, half-brothers, if I'm not mistaken. There's a man named Michael Buffer, and there's a man named Bruce Buffer. Some of you may, don't get ahead of me, okay? Michael Buffer is the man that says something along the lines of, and I think saying in this context I'm okay because it's copywritten, but he says something along the lines of, let's get ready to rumble. You may recall that. You may recall that in uh, boxing uh, in, in years past. He may still do it today, but let's get ready to rumble. And he says it with this, this uh, very profound and very uh, um, um, dignified voice and has that microphone hanging down from the ceiling. And that's Michael Buffer. Well, funny enough, his brother, half-brother Bruce Buffer, they didn't know they were brothers until they were in their like 30s or something like that. But they... Being brothers, Bruce is the voice of the octagon for, I think, the, the UFC uh, for mixed martial arts. Michael Buffer voices and does a lot of announcing for the boxing side of things. Funny how they both ended up in those lines of work before even knowing they were brothers. I don't know if it was the same mom or same dad. I, I can't recall which, but they were separated and different things. And Interesting story. But Bruce Buffer, he doesn't say, let's get ready to rumble. No, no, that's his brother's thing. Bruce says something along the lines of, and I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine two men locked into an octagon, just absolutely bruisers. They look like they could take each other's heads off and someone is going to win this fight and someone's going to get knocked out. It's not going to a decision. This is going to the mat, right? And you have them there. But before the referee can say, go and let's fight, there's this guy. He's, he's wearing all kinds of crazy suits, Bruce Buffer. But let's imagine him in a purple suit. And he's standing there. He's, probably, he's a good-sized good guy. He may be 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", close to my height. And he's standing there with a microphone. He's got these cards in his hands that have their name, the weight, where the fighter is fighting, fighting out of and stuff. And in this corner, and he gives these announcements and says, from this arena in Las Vegas, Nevada, here's what's going on, right? But right before the fight begins, his shtick, his habit, his the thing he does, he does this long drawn out. I'm not going to try to uh, mimic it, but he does something along the lines of, it's time. And of course, the entire arena erupts with cheers and all these types of things. And you don't have to enjoy sporting events to understand the, the primal side of human nature given to us by God to where we enjoy, some of us do, those types of endeavors where people are pushing themselves to the max. It can be badminton for all I care, but people pushing themselves to the max with a crowd of people watching. And he says, it's time. Why? Because we're about to go to war here. These two men are about to, they're going to do their absolute best to turn the lights out on their opponent before they get their own lights turned out. Well, yes, that's uh, in the realm of health and safety, personal safety and all those types of things. Sure, that's important. We should be on our guard for someone looking to knock us out, right? Well, how about spiritually speaking? When was the last time that you tried to, with time being so very fleeting, when was the last time you tried to reach someone that you were led to by the Holy Spirit? When was the last time you tried to reach someone that was going to spend eternity in hell? Can I tell you, friend, it's time. Let's read those verses again. Mark 1, 14. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God 
and sang, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. I ask you, friend, if you're listening right now and you don't know Christ as your Savior, it's time. I'd love for you to reach out. You can contact me. I'll give you that number just so you have it if you'd like to reach out. But Christian friend, can I also tell you, it's time for you to reach somebody. Maybe you need to use a gospel track like Does Anyone Care? Maybe you just need to talk to them personally. If you have questions, comments, criticisms, would you mind reaching out? Maybe you have a question about your eternal destiny here at the end of the week. Text me at 309-316-7240. One more time, 309 316 7240. Have a great day for his glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Track Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 6888. That's 309 828 6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.